0: i'm jim brown your bible teacher here at grace and truth ministries i'm teaching on easter which is paganism where did easter come from where did christmas come from it came from this statement that i put on the board easter and christmas comes from 23 and a half degrees that's where it comes from sounds funny but that's the truth Twenty-three and a half degrees is the reason for the seasons. Notice I put S. The four seasons, Easter, Christmas, Valentine, Mardi Gras, and Halloween. All of these are because of 23 and a half degrees. Now, I picked up a paper that I had been reading i had forgotten i had it and it was a paper and it has on the front page quick and dirty guide to algebra and this guy was writing some things and in his guide he says let me read some of his uh, his paper spring is just around the corner from most of the northern hemisphere With that comes the promise of long, glorious, toasty summer days. If the chill of winter is still in the air where you live, you might be wondering how much longer it'll be until these days arrive. So how many extra minutes of sunshine are we gaining each day? And now I've mentioned it. Why does the number of daylight hours change throughout the year in the first place? It changes because... Of 23 and a half degrees what exactly does that change look like and what does all this have to do with sine and cosine which is trigonometry trigonometry functions how many how many more days of daylight tomorrow the sun was up for 12 hours and 10 minutes and 11 seconds today while I live in Los Angeles Yesterday, the sun took 12 hours, 8 minutes, and 33 seconds to cross the sky. I'm going to skip that and go on to some other things here. The even better news is that the next week or so, minutes of sunshine will increase, be increasing by 2 minutes and 8 seconds per day. And then he says, I'm just kind of skipping through this. I don't want to read all of it. Picture Earth and all its inhabitants happily spinning like a top, around its axis once per day. Now picture that happily spinning top, slowly traveling around the sun once per year with a bit of thought and perhaps a model made with a flashlight and a ball. You should be able to convince yourself that if the axis of the earth around which the earth spins is perfectly lined up with the axis around which it revolves around the sun, then every location on the planet will always experience 12 hours of day and 12 hours of night, every day all year long. Now, let me just go ahead and say this. He's talking about, does 23 and a half degrees change everything? Yes, it does. It changes the seasons. The earth is tilted at 23 and one half degrees that's the reason for easter and christmas and the rest of this paganism as the earth is going through its as the earth is going through its orbit let me get back here back here as the earth if you notice the earth is tilted as it's going through its orbit around the sun You'll notice that it says winter here and summer here. This is the southern hemisphere. When it's winter up here, it's summer in the southern hemisphere in South America and so forth. So everything is an opposite because the the earth is closer to the sun in this tilting when it gets over here to winter. That's the depth of winter. That is the same thing as here this is the swastika the swastika is nothing but the big dipper in its four phases (coughs) what the pagans did they would look at they would look at the big dipper every three months on june the third june the (coughs) third was the middle of summer Middle of summer. In fact, June the 21st, June 21st, is called the summer solstice. The longest days of the year, summer solstice. Then it's heading, so what they did, the pagans would check the Big Dipper at midnight, at midnight, three months apart. So here in the middle of summer, they'd check it at June the 3rd. And then as they would check it at midnight, June, September the 3rd, they're going into winter. But here's the way they saw the Big Dipper. The Big Dipper is seven stars. But these stars can be as much as when you had... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You had seven stars in the Big Dipper. And they, as the Big Dipper went around, you got to fall. And they knew they were going to go into winter. So that was the end of the harvest. That was what Halloween was called. Or All Hallow's Eve. Or it was it was a place called Samhain. It's pronounced S O W E N, Sowen. Samhain. It's spelled Sam Hain. There was a rock group that named themselves Sam Hain. And that takes you into winter. So they knew in the ancient world they were going to have a difficult time getting food. They didn't have a Kroger or a Publix. Or Safeway, if you're out there in Texas or out in the West. They didn't have these supermarkets. So their big worry was how are we going to get through this winter time, and get all the way back around to spring or Ostera? And Ostera was the goddess of Easter. That was a pagan word. Easter is mentioned one time in the Bible in Acts, the 12th chapter, after Easter but the word is not easter the worst is word is pasca how in the world did they get the word passover pasca c-h-a Pascha is the word passover after passover or after pasca it says easter that's a mistranslation by the translators why did the translators do that somehow they wanted that in there because half the translators were Roman Catholic, who actually started—they didn't start—they were recipients of all this pagan worship. Now, the swastika is nothing but the Big Dipper in its four phases. That's all it was. How did that get? How did Hitler get a hold of that? Hitler sent his sent Himmler, the head of his SS. The SS was the hit squad of the nazis if you were a lieutenant in the ss you could have a general in the regular army to be executed simply by accusing him Uh, the ss had preference over all the other german soldiers during world war ii they were the killers everybody that was a member of the ss the jews had a a spy hunting team and they look for all these ss guys all over the world when they find them they take them back tribe and execute them and uh, that's what the ss Himmler was ahead of his ss he was a chicken farmer before he got uh, be kind of partners with hitler he was the top man of hitler's nazi system This is not a Nazi picture. This was a good luck symbol in the ancient world. Why was it a good luck symbol? Because it was good luck to the people in the world. If they could get through the winter, you're going into the winter during Samhain, the end of the harvest. And you're going on down to Christmas or Yule. That's what they call that holiday. There were eight holidays on the on this wheel they call this the wheel of the year it was a it was a calendar for measuring the crops that's what it was for and the reason it was good luck they were saying if you got around to spring or got to easter where the crops started coming out that was your good fortune crops started coming out well these these this system was worshipped in the form of paganism that's they got this out of the stars that's why the the tree was worshipped as in the stars whether it's venus or whether it was aphrodite or whether it was ceres or sybil or Malita, any of these Malita means means mediatrix or female mediator, and that's why they would pray Aphrodite means wrath subduer, wrath subduer and mediatrix are the same thing because they said that Aphrodite could subdue the wrath of her pagan sun god and the media and the And the Milita was a female mediator, and they said she could subdue the wrath of her pagan son God. So when that came into the church, and they renamed these two Mary, they said the Roman Catholics say that Mary can subdue the wrath of Jesus. Jesus doesn't have wrath. The Father has wrath, and Jesus subdues the wrath. There's one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. What I've been doing, it's difficult to tell you all these things at once. All at once. Himmler went to Tibet. Tibet is over in the far east, just below China. It's what we would call, it's just right next door to Mongolia and the tibetan buddhist worship the tibetans were buddhist worshipers they had their own form of the sun god and the tree goddess they said their sun god was buddha and that buddha was a prophet of god and they said that he was born out of the left armpit of his mother which was the female goddess that's insane i don't know why the left armpit but that's what they said. Well, Himmler brought all this back to Hitler, and they brought this swastika. Swastika comes from Su and "vasti," And Su means well, well, and "vasti" means good. It means it is good. It has basically the same meaning as amen. means means so let it be, or it is to be. It is. So when you say amen, say it's truth. That's what you're saying. So Swasti had the same thing, and they worshiped. They were called suvastis over in Tibet. What was Hitler sending doing sending Himmler to Tibet? He was looking for an Aryan race, A-Y-R-A-N. Now, I don't know why he's looking for an Aryan race, because he was short and squatty and had a stupid-looking mustache, and his hair come down over his over his forehead where did he get that he got that from the chief sun god the sun god of the Scandinavians Scandinavians Scandinavia is up very in the far north borders of the world above Germany up in Norway Sweden, Sweden and Denmark, those, ta- those areas up there had their own forms of the sun god. Their chief god was Woden. I've got a picture that was painted of Woden and he's got the little Hitler mustache. He's got his hair combed down over his forehead. You can get that picture in the a book called The Twisted Cross. And in The Twisted Cross, it's got a picture of Woden riding across the sky on a white horse. And Hitler got that. He didn't get that from Charlie Chaplin. He got it from the picture of Woden because he was for these sun gods. So, in Woden, we get our word Wednesday from that. Wednesday. W-E-D-N-E-S-D-A-Y. Wednesday. I'm Woden's Day and I'm not going to go into all those days of the week right now Monday is Moon Day, Tuesday is Tuesday or Mars Day Wednesday is Woden's Day, Thursday is Thursday and Saturday is Saturday and people say I'm not going to I'm not and Sunday is Sunday people say I'm not going to uh, worship God on the day of the sun are you going to worship him on the day of Saturn or the day of the moon it's crazy what people say now I'm talking about these parts of the swastika. This was a good look sign because they wanted to get through the depths of winter and back around. If you'll notice, it has harvesting here, and they are on the opposite side of it. That's when they saw that when people see the Big Dipper, they see it like one plane. This star here. The Big Dipper is composed of seven stars. In Amos, the fifth chapter, Amos, the fifth chapter, the Bible says, Seek not the seven stars. The seven stars. To seek not the seven stars. But seek him who maketh the seven stars and Orion. There were two sets of seven stars. There was the Big Dipper. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. The Big Dipper and the Pleiades. Both of them had to do with crops growing in the spring. Pleiades. Pleiades was seven stars. That's how many we can see in the spring, same as Ostera or Easter when she resurrected, when she resurrected, or Ishtar resurrects Tammuz In the spring. Tammuz, you want to know about Tammuz, you go into McClinic and Strong and look at Tammuz and go in the Encyclopedia of Religion. This, most of what I get is out of these two sets of encyclopedias. I get a lot out of Two Babylons, but not as much as I get out of these encyclopedias. The amount in the Two Babylon, in the, excuse me, in the McClinic and Strong and the Encyclopedia of Religion by Hastings is phenomenal. It's so much. Now, I, I don't even know how to get through all of this. I'm going to leave this on the board and I'm going to tell you it's the same thing. It is the same thing that you see. It's the same thing that this thing that I've decided to give you Here's the sun in the summer solstice, June 21st. The sun's at its brightest. But the sun appears to be dimming. And that article that I read to you from this guy, how many seconds are in the, when you come to the solstices, the seconds decrease because the sun, the earth is on its axis going around the sun. And when it goes on its axis, as it gets with the earth leaning 23 and a half degrees away from the sun at this point you're in the dead of winter in the northern hemisphere that would be the united states all over europe and then spring when you got spring here you got autumn in the southern hemisphere you got summer here in the northern hemisphere in june In July, you got winter down in the southern hemisphere, and so forth all the way around. So the 23 degrees is the reason for the seasons changing. And when the seasons change, this right here is the same thing as the swastika or the Big Dipper in its four phases. It's the same thing as this, or like I've said, it's the same thing as the sun looking like it's, it's reducing in size, and it's not. As the earth goes around the sun, it gets into the winter, it gets into the winter area, then it looks like the sun is getting smaller. It's not. It's because you're coming to the winter solstice, December the 21st. And December the 25th was the birthday in Rome of of Mithra, the sun god of Babylon. And Mithra's father was Saturn, and Saturn, they had the Feast of Saturn, which went from December the 17th through the 24th, seven-day festival, and they gave, they gave Mithra the birthday of the 25th. When you look in the and strong, look up Mithra. In the M volume, it will tell you the most celebrated birthday in Rome was the birthday of Mithra, the 25th. How did Jesus end up with that birthday? The Roman Catholic Church gave it to Christ. That's what Constantine at the Council of, Nice at the Nicene Council in 325 A.D., and then the Roman Catholics at the Nicene Council in 325 A.D. started bringing in all Roman Catholicism A.D., began to bring it in, and it came out of the sun worship. Roman Catholicism, if you celebrate Christmas, you're celebrating Christ Mass. If you're celebrating Easter, you're celebrating Ishtar. And that's the resurrection of Tammuz. I've got, this will show you how, this is a paper that will show you how all of these festivals came into the Roman Catholic Church and all of the rituals of Roman Catholicism. When you keep these holidays, you're keeping Roman Catholic tradition. That's what you're doing. And it comes out of sun and tree worship. Prayers for the dead began in 300 AD. And then that was before the Nicene Council because the Roman Catholic Church didn't start all at once. There were men in the 200s that were retaining this corruption in the Roman church until 325 Constantine started, the beginning of the Roman Catholic church. And then making the sign of the cross, That and if you'll notice, they always kiss the hand. What they're doing is kissing the cross. They cross their thumb over their their forefinger there, and that's the cross, and they go, and they kiss the cross is what they're doing. And they kissed the hand. Veneration of angels and dead saints, 375 A.D. Usage of images in worship, 375 A.D. The Mass as a daily celebration didn't start until 394 A.D. What they did, they took the words of Jesus in John 6 when he said, I've said this so many times, But this is a part of the great corruption of the world, and the Baptists and the Pentecostals have all adopted it. And John, when he said in the sixth chapter of John, Jesus, these are Jesus' words, he said, except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you don't have any eternal life in you. Drink blood. Well, eat flesh and drink blood was an old ancient idiom of the Jews. And he tells you what eat flesh and drink blood means. He says, my flesh, when you eat my flesh, here's what it is. You drink indeed. My flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drank indeed. So whatever indeed is, that's what you do when you eat flesh and drink blood. Lord, indeed, is the word A-L-E-T-H-E-S. That is the word of truth. You're eating and drinking of truth, and the word aletheia is a form of A-L-E-T-H-E-I-A, aletheia, which is the word truth. So what you do is you eat and drink of truth. What I'm trying to do is tell you the truth about Christmas. Christmas and the swastika are the same thing. The swastika was an old ancient symbol. I've got some pictures of the swastika. It was considered good luck. You find it like like uh, Victor said. The American Indian had a form of it on their uniforms, and they were sun and tree worshipers, and they worshiped the snake. You're going to find that. They worshiped the rattlesnake out west, and you they had it on, on their uniforms, they had the maltese cross that's a form of the swastika. in fact, the Maltese Cross is what the Germans during World War one go gave all of their ace pilots. There was an old movie, The Blue Max, and that had George Papard in it, and he was getting the this iron cross, you find that on the American Indian. You find it through all paganism. In fact, you find it on the vestments of the Pope during the midnight mass. It's nothing but the swastika, or it's the Big Dipper in its four phases, and it's gone through all kinds of development. You find it everywhere. You've got, I've got pictures of it, and to prove it was a good luck symbol, I had a, I've got. A, a paper at home where i've got a copy of the swastika on a on american postcard i think it was 1909 and the dolls up in wisconsin gave it to me and it's got a it's got a it's a postcard and it says i hope you have a good year good year it says something like best wishes it's got a swastika in the middle of it good luck and that was on a postcard. the swastika was also being a good luck symbol. it was also it was also a boy scout symbol in the nineteen twenties Hitler's not the first guy to get a hold of this but it had to do with all the unholy days of the fire and tree worship. I didn't make this up. People think when they accuse Alexander Hizop of making all this up, I have never read a book that has more information by any other writer than Hizop's Two Babylons. The reason this one preacher said he didn't like it, I'll guarantee you he's never read Two Babylons. Never. There's no way you can read it and say, all this is made up. You can't make up that much information. That's insane. Nobody can make it up. Mr. Hislop was a member of the Free Church of Scotland, not free will, Free Grace Church. He was a predestinationist. Anybody who believes in complete predestination cannot be lying to the world. They get mad enough at you for preaching predestination. Much less tell them Christmas is pagan. Here are some pictures of the swastika. These are all kinds of they're in the ancient world. This is the Philosopher's square, which is one form of it. Here's the eighth sign of the swastika square, which have got dotted lines connecting some of these like here. And then you have the dextrogyrate and the sinistro gyrate. The dextrogyrate is the swastika going to the right this is the dextral gyrate it's the swastika going this way when hitler adapted the swastika he adapted one that went completely against nature the sinistral gyrate this is how he adapted it to Nazism. People say Jim Rumble is a Nazi. You're an idiot. You don't even understand what I'm teaching. I'm against the the, the sun and tree worship, which is the swastika. If you can, if you celebrate Christmas, you believe in the swastika. Christmas in the Bible was the same thing as Baal and the Grove, Baal and the priests of Baal. They wore tall white pointed hat hats, and white sheets, and they worshiped a flaming cross on ancient on Lady Dan. The ancient world, this flaming cross. Well, it looks like the KKK. It is the KKK comes out of the same thing as Christmas and Easter. Good grief, you preachers! And where did I get that about tall, white, poor ass? I didn't get that out of Hislop. I got that out of the history of Israel by Alfred Edersheim. And Mr. Edersheim was born in 1825 and died in 1885, and he wrote several books. And out of his history of Israel, he'll tell you they wore tall white pointed hats and they worshiped the flaming cross only in, in the ancient world. And that was a priest of Baal. When, when when, Elijah faced the priest of Baal on Mount Carmel, Mr., Mr. Edersheim says they look quite ridiculous in their tall white pointed hats and wearing their white sheets. If you celebrate Christmas, and you're a black man in America, something's wrong with you. You're celebrating where the KKK comes from. Whether anybody likes it or not, that's the truth. I'm going to tell the truth if the whole world gets mad at me. I'm not against a black man. Black lives matter, but so do all lives. But God doesn't love a man because he's black or white. He loves him because he's one of his elect. If you're black and you believe the truth, and you're my brother and you practice in truth. My brothers and sisters are those who do the will of the Father. But that's not all black people, not all white people, not all red people, not all brown people, not all yellow people. That's all of God's chosen elect. Now, I'm trying to go through a paper that I'm bringing a lot of this out. I don't get all this out of one book. I didn't get everything I'm teaching on Christ Mass out of two Babylons. I've got several thousand books in my library. I've got all kinds of encyclopedias, ancient encyclopedias. These are some of the best sources, this McClinic and Strong, of anything I have read after. And people will accuse me of stuff. Then you got the Gamma Cross. It's a Gamma because a Gamma, it, that's a Gamma, a capital G. In this is a small g, this is a capital G. You see that, they call it a gamma cross because because that's, I've got it pointing the wrong way. They call it a gamma because it's got all these gammas in it. That's the gamma right there. It's called a gamma cross. And then you've got the cross of Lohengrin right here. That's this plus this equals the cross of Lohengrin the gamma cross and you got the sun wheel swastika. The sun wheel is like so. Like this. that's called the sun wheel swastika. Now I'm tr- I'm trying to tell you we're accepting so many things. You know what we're doing here? We're doing what Mr. Tozer said. I got an article by A.W. Tozer. We're doing what he said. We're twisting everything in the world and making everything acceptable. If I can find it, I'll read it to you. I got it up here somewhere. All right. Yeah, let me read it to you. This is what A.W. Toshi said. And this is what we're doing. Religion today is not transforming people. Rather, it is being transformed by the people. Religion is being transformed by the people. It is not raising the moral level of society. It is descending to society's own level. America has descended to worshiping this swastika in the form of Christmas and Easter. Don't you people know that? And congratulating itself that it has scored a victory because society is smiling and accepting its surrender. A.W. Tozier said that. And most of the Baptists are A.W. Tozier fans. You don't believe in A.W. Tozier. You don't believe in John Calvin. Predestination is in every book that he wrote, and he wrote dozens of books. You don't believe in A.W. Tozier or Charles Spurgeon. Now, I got so. Oh, and one other thing here's a here's what Hitler brought into the he brought into the Nazi movement, the swastika, and all of this. What he brought in was the sun gods of Scandinavia, Woden, and Thor. Thor was the son of Woden in the Scandinavian world. Thor's Hammer, here's what Thor's Hammer was. It was a form of the swastika. Thor's Hammer was like this. And he said that he could destroy all the enemies, all the enemies, enemies that he needed to. What's amazing about Thor's Hammer, I sold real estate back in the 70s, back in the 80s. And I was coming into my house on Saturday, and the TV was on. It was one of these old cheap uh, Greek god movies, Roman god movies. Somebody like Steve, uh, I can't think of the guy's name. Uh, people like Dave Draper and those old weightlifters. And they show it was a movie about Thor who had come into the future in his New York City or something like that, uh, something goofy. And he raised his hammer towards the camera And pointed at the camera. And this is what was on his hammer. Was the swastika. It was Thor's hammer. And he brought chaos. Chaos. With his hammer. Or a form of the word. Cush. Which was the son of Ham. Ham and his son. His son in Genesis 10 was his son was Nimrod who built babel where all of this came from. It, how do I know all this? I study like I study my brains out. I research constantly. And he has this is something that Hitler brought into the into his Nazi movement. Christmas is Nazism. Easter is being a Nazi. I'm not the Nazi. You are if you celebrate Christmas. You people, you black people, look. Don't do Christmas. The Klan comes out of that. The Klan and Christmas. Muslims come out of that. Everything that's evil goes back to the same source, Babylon, the mother of all harlots. And Hitler brought in the Sigrun. That was the sign of the SS. That's where SS comes from. It looks like an S and an S. The Sigrun. And all of the members of the Nazi party, which were Hitler's bodyguard, the ones that could have a general executed if they were a lieutenant, They all wore the sigrun. And the sigrun was the lightning bolts that was distributed to the world by Thor with his hammer, with his swastika. That was the sigrun SS. The SS was Hitler's hit squad. And they were the ones that murdered all those Jews. So it don't matter. Oh, here's the picture of. Here's the picture out of this book. You can barely see it. Hitler's got his. This is a picture of. Of the father of the gods, Woden, and he's riding on a white horse. You can see his little mustache. See his hair combed down like Hitler's. That was Woden of the Scandinavian, the father of the gods in the Scandinavian world. Oh, i got something else here. Here is a basketball team in 1909, before Hitler even fought in World War I. World War I wasn't here yet. Being a good luck sign, this is a basketball team, native... Indian Agricultural School Basketball Team. In 1909, this is an American team, Indian basketball team. Originally, the swastika is a sign of good fortune. And it was on all their T-shirts. I started to tell you a while ago that the swastika was a Boy Scout symbol of the American Boy Scouts in the 1920s. And the sign was like this. It was a swastika with a I never can draw this right with a fleur-de-lis right in the middle of it a fleur-de-lis is a Roman Catholic symbol whenever you see a fleur-de-lis this was the boy, the sign of the Boy Scouts. I, I dare you to go online and look at the Boy Scout signs for the 1920s. It's a swastika with a fleur-de-lis. Fleur-de-lis means flower of the lily. And that's a title for Mary of Roman Catholicism. Fleur-de-lis, fire the lily. And the fleur-de-lis is on the helmets of the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> That's a Roman Catholic. But, but New Orleans is a Roman Catholic city, isn't it? Everything in, in every county in Louisiana is called a parish. Parish. They don't call them counties there. A parish is a Roman Catholic church where you go and keep the festival of the Mass. That's what it's. Uh, I don't know how I can find this, and most preachers can't find one point of all of this because I study all the time. Now, another form of the swastika is the yin and the yang. I got a picture of it here. Rusty knows all about the yin and the yang yin and the yang is a Chinese symbol, and it's a form of the swastika. It's like so now this is a form of it It's got the the black and the white. It's a circle with both of them meeting. One is white and one is black. It's where they meet, black and white. I can't draw that right. But that's the yin and the yang. It's a form of the swastika of the Oriental people. It's There is so much information on this I can't get it. Oh, now, let me get back to the paper... That I wrote on Easter. I started on it last week. We are living in a nation that is nuts. It's got all these pagan holidays, and everybody saying we will make it Christian. You can't make what's been pagan Christian. Who can clean a, who can make an unclean thing clean? Not one. You can't clean up what that's filthy. That's like saying, let's put a filter on a septic system and pump it into our kitchen, into our faucet. You can't clean up filth. Now, I've been reading this book on Easter. How much time do I have, Mike? Fifteen. Fifteen? Fifty? F- yeah. Oh, good. Wonderful. <laughs> Let me give you some more information. People that accuse us of making, uh, of making, uh, making all this up, are accusing me of saying I only studied the two Babylon's. Whoever says that, you're ignorant. You're either ignorant or stupid, one of the two. I don't know if you're stupid. If you go to hell one day, you're stupid. You can't learn. You're brutish. Your Alo Ghost, no word of God. That's the word brutish in the Greek. A L O G O S. Means to have the understanding of a brute brute animal, no word. The alpha negates that word as a negative particle. Olo These people are brutish there in Second Peter two, the second chapter. Now I'm going to give you another verification of this didn't come out of out of two Babylons. This that I've got in my hand came out of Encyclopedia of Religion. These were written in 1904, and they quote all kinds of ancient historians. When you're reading the two Babylons, there were 200 contributors, 50,000 articles in the two Babylons. And these were conservative Teachers. They wouldn't copy copying Heslop's two Babylons, even though I believe in two Babylons and I believe in in the McClinic Strong. This comes out of Encyclopedia Religion. Thirteen volume set. It's got an index volume. Be sure you get the index volume if you get it. It's it's completely it says things different than in the McClinic and Strong and has a lot of different setups than the McClinic and Strong doesn't have. I like both of them. But this is on the water gods. Tammuz was a water god and he was also a sun god. I'm just going to read this to you about Tammuz. Tammuz was resurrected in the spring by Ishtar in the spring by Ishtar right here. Tammuz. It was said that Tammuz died at Samhain which was end of harvest. What this is a picture of the pagans simply made made up their own history by saying at the end of the harvest the crops died no more harvest all through the summer March all the way down to end of harvest. They hadn't crops. God said, the way you have crops, we have food. If you're obedient to me in Deuteronomy 28, I'll fill up your basket, your store. He said, I'll fill up your fields. You'll have all the crops you need, but you have to obey me. Well, America's not obeying God, and we have a famine all over the world. Just because you live in some middle class neighborhood and just because you're not in a famine don't mean you're not going to be in one. And God says, if you obey me, I'll give you all the crops you need. I'll fill up your storehouses. You won't need any crops from sowing all the way over here to Oster. You won't need any crops. I'll give you all that you need. Now here's, this is out of Hastings' encyclopedia of religion. And this is on the water gods. It talks about Tammuz. Let me give you this about Tammuz. Now we know that Tammuz was an ancient personification of the son of the springtime. His name consisting of a Sumerian phrase, Sumeria. Not Samaria, Sumaria, S-A-M-A-R-I-A, is northern Israel. Sumeria is not northern Israel. Sumeria is the lower Mesopotamian valley. Guess what that is? That is Babylon. It's lower Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia is real simple it's an old ancient word that means between the rivers it's the area in what we call Iraq which is ancient Babylon and the two rivers that run down through Iraq or Babylon is the Euphrates and the Tigris River. That was where they had that war in the early 90s and the Tigris. And that is so Tammuz was the god of ancient Iraq. Let me see here hold on don't go anywhere here is the, here is this is Iraq right here this is Iran over here or ancient Persia Iraq was Babylon here's the Euphrates, here's the Tigris and they meet just about 100 miles north of the Persian Gulf where we had that war in the early 90's just a short war that's what it is Alright, so the god there, the chief god, was Tammuz. And Tammuz died, this is Iraq, this is Iran, here is Syria, here is, this is uh, Jordan, or ancient Ammon, and Moab, and right next door to Israel. Now, let me finish reading this about Tammuz. Tammuz, an ancient personification of the sun of springtime, and his name consisting of this Sumerian phrase, this was Sumeria, the land of the Tigris and Euphrates River. This was Sumeria, or Babylon. And if you go into any studies, they'll tell you that life began in Sumeria. And that was where the Garden of Eden was. I don't have time to go into that. Tammuz comes from two words, demu and z. D U M I. D U M U, excuse me. M U. And z, dash z. Demuzi, that's Tammuz, means true and faithful son of the deep. And this is about the water gods. Where did the water gods come from? That's where Easter comes from. Noah was said when he come out of the ark, and he was said to the ark was pitched within and without with pitch. Pitch was a red stained dye. Pitch with pitch has the same meaning as baptized. Baptizo with baptizo with babto. Means to cover the stainer by pitch with pitch. And pitch was red stain. It means to cover with the stain and pitch was caulking in its natural state. Some people say it came out of the ground, some people say it came out of trees, but it was red. And all Easter eggs originally, astart eggs, were red. Mr. Babylon Mr. Hisop will tell you that in the two Babylons. And they said that when Noah came out of the ark, since he had been in the ark for 370 days, he had retained whatever mathematics they had, whatever sciences they had. He retained all that. And he was said to be, by the pagans, they deified Noah as Dagon or Tammuz, the fish god or the water god. What they did, dog is the word fish in the Hebrew. Dagon, Dagon is the word plural for fish. Boy, I could say a lot about that. So that was the fish God. It was the deification of Noah by the pagans. They would take something righteous and make it unrighteous. That's just like the the ephod of of, uh, I'm trying to think of his name, of, not Job, uh, the ephod of Gideon. They make a golden ephod out of it. They made a gold ephod and the people bowed down and started worshiping it. What are people thinking of? They deified Noah as the fish god, as Tammuz or Dagon. And Tammuz was the fish god of Babylon. And Dagon was the fish god of the Philistines. I've got a lot to say about the fish god of the Philistines. That's the ones that took the ark when they stole it away in the book of 1 Samuel and put it up in the ark of one of their sun gods, of Dagon. And God knocked the god down broke his head off and broke his arms off. And they said, get him out of here and struck the Philistines with emeralds. That was something bad enough to kill them. They started dying. Now, let me finish reading Tammuz, the fish god of, of Sumar or southern between the rivers, Mesopotamia. It was the, his name, Dumuzi, meant son of the deep or son of the ocean. And he was the first lover of Ishtar. This didn't come out of two Babylons. This comes out of Hastings' religion. Book of 13 volumes said, be sure and get the index volume if you get it. And that he was the first lover of Ishtar, the great mother goddess. He became her consort, was slain by the goddess, and descended into the underworld. Now that's amazing what they're doing is talking about when winter comes and the end of the harvest come they wanted to blame the end of the harvest this is pagans they want to blame the end of the harvest on evil gods and that came at the end of the harvest when fall was giving way to winter That's the same thing. That's the same thing when they would get to winter and the harvest was in it. This is, you know why men don't understand this? They don't want to study it. It takes a lot to learn it. As you're coming to the end, as the earth is rotating and you're coming, God set this up at 23 and a half degrees. Man didn't do it. 23 and a half degrees is the reason for the seasons for Christmas, Easter, and all the rest of it. So when you get to the winter solstice, you get to the equinox. Equinox means equal night, 12 hours in the day and 12 hours in the night. That's why when this guy wrote this paper on uh, how many minutes that you started losing, I've got it here somewhere, and how many... You started gaining twelve twelve hours and so many minutes and seconds you lose them when the sun begins to lose to the dark, and you get head towards the winter solstice. This is nothing this is nothing but the same thing as the swastika where when we look at the big Dipper at night in the in the uh Summer, it's in the north, and the winter, it's over here in the west, and it's in the south in the middle of middle of winter. It's in the south, and then it's back over here, and this going into the spring. It had a different place, and that formed the swastika. And they said in the ancient world, somebody had to be turning that wheel. That's how superstitious they were. And they said the person that was turning the wheel was Queen of Heaven. And the Queen of Heaven was my lead to the mother of the gods. That was just one of the cultures. That's not all the cultures. In all the cultures they had a different woman who was Queen of Heaven turning the wheel. And God condemns Israel for worshiping the Queen of Heaven in Jeremiah 44. Where did I get all this? I came to this conclusion that we were going after false gods by reading the Old Testament from the time of 17 till I was 40. I didn't start reading His book till I turned 40. I knew something was wrong because I had read all these gods in the Old Testament. I kept saying that God says, If you go after other gods, I'll send the sword, the famine, the pestilence, and then I'll send the beast, and that'll be Babylon, Persia, Greece, and then Rome, to carry you away into captivity. That's what's going on in the Middle East. The reason they're fighting over that land over there is the Arabs believe that land belongs to them because Israel had gone away. God had carried them away for 2,600 years. And while they were gone, it's the same thing when Abraham was gone. God gives the land to Abraham 400, 600 years later when Israel is carried into bondage. And then they come back to the land when they're delivered by God. At the hand of of Moses, and then Joshua brings them into the land, and the land has been possessed by all these Canaanites, Hittites parasites, all these sun and tree worshipers. God says, "I gave the land to you, go in there and don't go after their gods, and they did. they married him and went after their gods. That's the same thing that happened when when this is a picture that i've been putting together for decades when israel was carried away in in 586 bc and they didn't become a nation until may 14 1948 and they got jerusalem back at the six day war of 1967 the, it was the Arab peoples that came in, whether it was whether it was the people from Jordan or people from Palestine, the Palestinians, whoever it was, they were all of Arab descent or descendants of Esau, and they said the land belonged to them because for four hundred years they possessed the land, and over ninety percent of the people into the land, ninety percent of the people that were in the land were arab descendants so they said the land belongs to us from 1517 to 1917 it was in it was the same thing with abraham it was being inhabited by by these philistines by the egyptians by everybody that was of arab descent and they said "It belongs to us till 1917. That's when the land was taken from Israel at the end of World War One, just like over down here with Abraham, when they were carried into bondage, when they come back out of bondage, it had been inhabited by parasites and Amorites and Hittites and all the Ites. And they said, God said, "Go in there and drive them out and kill them." Well the same thing happens with when Israel is freed 1917 and they're put under the government of of Great Britain well the arabs think that land belongs to them when it was given to Israel May 14 1948 they say anybody who goes who goes with Israel owning the land We're in jihad against you, and that's what's going on in the Middle East. Christmas is the reason for the Middle Eastern situation. The reason is it was carried away for 2,600 years because they went after the same gods that was bought in the church and renamed the Christ Mass. Good grief, preachers. What are you lazy bums? You can't study that? I'm angry at the preachers of America, they're stupid. If you don't ever learn, you are stupid, you're ba oh, you're brutish. I'm sick of the preachers. How can I learn this many things and you can't learn one of these things. How can I do all this? It's not because I'm brilliant because I read, 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 study, 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 study think, think, think 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 think, think, think. I haven't said I haven't studied a little bit. I spent thirty. 35, 40 hours a week up to several years ago. I can't study that much anymore. But I did that for decades, researching constantly. I've got a library, of tremendous library in my home. This is not my library up here. This is a few books. I've got thousands of books in my library. My house looks like a public library when you walk in. And I never stop researching and reading. You guys are lazy bums. You're doing it for a big salary and you refuse to face these truths. I didn't make these things up. I'm angered at preachers in America. The Bible says at the end of time there'll be stress of nations with perplexity. Apoia, no way out. You know why when there's no way out? Preachers don't know what the Big Dipper and the Swastika is. It's Christmas and Easter. The swastika is the same thing as Easter. Christmas is the same thing as Easter. But Mardi Gras, Christmas, Halloween, Easter, Valentine's, are all the same thing in the ancient world. I'm not going to throw this away just because some preachers, it all comes out of two Babylons. You're you're an idiot, mister. Idiotes unlearned. Let me read the rest of this on Tammuz. He became her consort. A consort was a lover. Was slain by the goddess. What they said, they said, the ancient world, these pagans said, when you come to the end of the harvest, let me say this before I forget. Here's what they said. I didn't get this by reading a book. I've read dozens and dozens of books and put all the facts together is what I've done. And I didn't do it in a week or two. When you've got the end of harvest, that's October the 31st in our society. That's Halloween or Samhain on the swastika, the Big Dipper. You got the end of the harvest. They wanted, in, the pagans said it was gods that killed their crops. It wasn't gods. It was the tilt of the earth. The tilt of the, the tilt of the earth axis is the reason for the season. 23 and a half degrees. They said, gods killed their cops, and they said, Styx. Styx was an ancient god that, that was a river that separated Hades from the world. And they said Styx was one of the evil gods that stole their crops, and kept it dead until it was nothing but a rotation of of God's ecological system you went in from winter or fall and winter and the crop stayed dead until you got over here to spring that's the same thing as a swatch from this point from sowing in the end of the harvest you're going through Yule the coldest time of the year December the 21st longest nights of the year until you get back around to spring or the harvest of the crops. So they blame Styx or Hades or Pluto. These were evil gods they said. Pluto was was an evil god long before he was a dog in a Mickey Mouse movie. Pluto, Hades, Styx and other evil gods. They said these uh, evil gods killed their crops And that was the same thing as Tammuz was their crops. They named all of their suspicions and called it gods that did it. And they said the good gods, good gods, that was Hercules and Jupiter. And all those good guys, Hercules had and Perseus, and Hercules... And they, Hercules, went on 12 labors to conquer these evil gods. And Perseus went down into Styx and crossed the river Styx and went into Hades and got the head of Medusa. Medusa was the serpent god, uh, was the woman god with snakes in her hair. And that was just a convolution of Eve and the serpent, Eve convolution means a mixture and they said these evil gods and the good gods had to fight them to come up and bring them up in the spring and it was Ishtar that resurrected Tammuz in the spring that was myth that was mythology it wasn't true we know that wasn't true it was the death of the gods or death of the crops that came out in the spring spring means resurrection you can look that up in your Webster dictionary it will tell you that now let me finish this on Tammuz it appears that from the fragmentary documentary evidence that the early Babylonians supposed that every year the goddess went to the land of no return it's kind of what I explained to you there And that during her absence, man and beast alike could not discharge their sexual functions. He's saying they couldn't do anything about growing down here. Sexual functions means all these gods and goddesses were called fertility gods. And our God was the fertility God. He said, I'll give you crops. I'll give you healthy babies. And you'll go against your enemy one way, and they'll flee seven ways. That made Israel the heavens. Heavens was the ruling class, and that's what Israel was, the ruling class. When there's new heavens and new earth, that's talking about the Gentile church will be the new heavens. It's not talking about a literal cube coming down out of heaven. I'll do more on that later. And it goes on to say, she went to the land of no return. If Tammuz was a personification of springtime sun and his return from the underworld, the crops dying, his return from the underworld, resurrecting in the spring. Springtime certainly was a resurrection. Jesus resurrected from the dead had nothing to do with Tammuz. How did they get these two to come together? Dionysius was employed by the Romans by the Romans to redo the calendar so that like Hislop says, so that paganism and Christianity could clasp hands together. So they could mate. You're not supposed to be keeping the customs of the either. If Tammy was worth the personification of springtime sun and his return from the underworld, boy, direct relationship to the revivic- revivification of nature, he must have been ult- intimately connected with fertility, but close relation that existed between vegetation and the water supply. That's why it was a water god and a vegetable god. You see, you had to have the sun and water to have crops, don't you? And Tammuz was called the sun god and the water god. That's why they connected the two together. With fertility but close relation that existed between vegetation and the water supply in the Euphrates Valley. The Euphrates was the largest river in that part of the world. They shipped all over the world. All that the hanging gardens, which was one of the seven wonders of the ancient world, the hanging gardens of Babylon. They put all kinds of aqueducts in there to feed all of this. It was a magnificent city. 14 miles on every side, straddling the Euphrates River, and they piped water in And it looked beautiful and gorgeous. That's why the Persians said, we'll stay here. And the Greek Alexander the Great said, I'll stay here, because it was beautiful. And the water supply in the Euphrates Valley would inevitably lead to his association with water cult and to his rites being performed about midsummer. At the Festival of Tammuz in Babylon, by the way, if you have a concordance, you can go back to the back of your concordance and give you all these measurements, give you all the Feast of Israel, they'll give you all these coins and what they're worth. I just took out this one page. This is Jewish calendar, and the month of Tammuz comes have the month Nisan, which is our month March-April. This Tammuz was the name of one of their months. March-April, that was Nisan. That was our month, March-April. Then after Nisan, you had Nisan, you had Sivan. That's the next month. And you had the month well, excuse me, you had the month's E-R, I-Y-A-R, I-Y-A-R, then you had Sivar, then you had the month Tammuz. Why the Jews named this after a pagan god? I don't know. That's a good question. Named one of their months after a pagan. The festival of Tammuz in Babylon, the image of the God was washed with pure water, and our bodies are washed with pure water. That was living water, just as in summer festival, the image of Adonis was thrown into the sea. Boy, that, gee, man. When Babylon was destroyed, she was always cast into the sea in Revelation 18. You see a burning mountain going into the sea in Revelation 8. And you see the swine running down into the sea because they had a Babylonian attitude. I don't have time to go into that. I was thrown into the sea at Alexandria. And in Greece, the gardens of Adonis were similarly treated to secure a due supply of fertilizing rain. Originally, it must have been the manna and the water and not the deity that we regarded as the means by which the desert in the springtime was suddenly made to blossom. I don't think I finished up seven stars a while ago. I just reminded myself. When God says, don't seek, don't seek the seven stars, Seek him that maketh the seven stars. There were two sets of seven stars. There was the Big Dipper or the swastika. They didn't see all this all at once. They saw one of them at a time. But when they saw them three months apart and they drew them down on paper, they looked like the swastika, Suvasti. If you celebrate Christmas, you're going after the same system that the Klan comes from. Whether you like it or not, that's the truth. If you're black in America, don't celebrate Christmas. You're putting approval on the Klan. I can't believe America's that ignorant. Sink in the maketh of the seven stars. It takes two witnesses... To condemn, condemn anything in Israel. Two witnesses. Numbers 35. Deuteronomy 17. And Deuteronomy 19. 19th chapter. Two witnesses. There are two witnesses. Against the world. Celebrating all these holidays. There's these seven stars here and there's the Pleiades which was seven stars Pleiades comes out in the spring the first time we can see the seven stars is in the spring at dawn while the Sun is rising sun rising and the Pleiades the rabbi said through the since it came out in the spring at sunrising, they said it was the Pleiades that brought out the crops. Now you'll find that in the and Strong. You won't find that in two Babylon's. I've never found anything that has the detail on several things like the and Strong, especially on Pleiades and Orion. Orion was the evening star. Pleiades was the morning star and they say that brought out the fruit the crops and the Lord tells Job can you bind the sweet influences of Pleiades bind in the Greek is the word dio means to means to forbid Can you forbid the Pleiades from bringing out the crops? The influences of Pleiades is not... Pleiades, the store, is influencing your life and how you're going to go and what you're going to do. Not that. The influences of Pleiades, according to the rabbis, was the smell of the new mown hay, was the smell of the apple blossoms. If the apples do not blossom and there's no hay, there's no influences of Pleiades. I can stop the crops from coming, God said. He said, that's what I'll do. I'll send famine when you go after other gods. When you go after Christmas and Easter and you refuse my word like predestination, I'll bring famine upon you. He said, I'll bind Pleiades. What I'll do in the middle of winter, middle of February... It'll get real cold. You may have zero degrees. Then I will bring a warm front for two or three weeks. And the crocuses will start blooming. Crocuses, the daffodils, those little yellow flowers. And all the spring will start to bloom due to this warm front. And I'll hit you with a freeze. And it'll kill all your crops. And come May you won't have any fruit or any vegetables. That's the Pleiades. That's the seven stars. Don't seek the seven stars. Seek him that maketh the seven stars. And Orion was said the evening star that brought the crops down in at the end of the harvest. And he said, I'll make the seven stars in Orion, but boy, I can stop the Pleiades. It wasn't that the Pleiades actually did that. That's what the Pharisees said they did. That's what the rabbis said. God says, I'll use your terminology. I'll stop Pleiades from bringing the crops out. That's something, isn't it? Do I have any time, Mike? I can't hardly get back. Sometimes I just want to give you information. That's what I've been doing today, just pouring out information as fast as I can. Don't come up and say, you get all your information out of Two Babylons. I get a lot of it. But well, a lot of it comes out of all these other books McClinic and Strong, Hastings. I get more out of McClinic and Strong than anything. That's just an unbelievable set of books. And do you think Augustus, I mean, excuse me, James Strong, who put his approval on the Strong's Concordance, would put all kinds of error in an encyclopedias that he put his approval and became a part of? Anybody who says that, they're looking for an excuse for their paganism. They want to stay practicing. Now, I got a lot more on this I've got so much information I could teach for hours on this. You know what really brought me to it? When I was a kid, my I told you about how I'd never seen a TV. And my father went and bought one when I was 12 in 1951. And how we were watching the Midnight Mass, and I'm sitting there as a 12-year-old, skinny little old kid. Me and one other guy would be the two smallest kids in school. I was the smallest kid, but I was really good in mathematics. I was very good had a's in all of my algebra subjects. my geometry subjects I was just I couldn't help it. I was just a whiz It'd always be me and one other brainy guy, and I didn't look like the brainy guy, and we both were doing had the answers to everything and i and as a little kid i'm watching the midnight mass saying is this the mass saint nicholas the roman catholic priest or something i found out that I, I i was hitting the nail on the head i just nobody ever told me if i could figure out christmas was pagan when i was 12 why does you preachers can't figure Christ's mass? you can't look at the word and see it are you just dumb or what if you can't look at Christ's mass and know that it's pagan, something's wrong with your head. I wrote this on Easter. I just don't have time. I'll go back and read some more of it. These deities, I'm talking about Tammuz and Mithra and Baal and Hercules and Addis and Thor and Osiris. When you go into Ezra, the ninth chapter, and Ezra's coming back to Israel after Israel has as for Israel has been destroyed and he's given the decree by this is the third decree to go back and give Israel all the supplies that they need and he comes back to Israel in Ezra the ninth chapter and he finds out that Israel is worshipping all these sun and tree gods of the people that have come into Israel the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hittites and Jebusites all theseites, and and Je- and Ezra says, "Oh God, we have sinned." He put it in, he placed himself in there with the people. What do we do? These deities were said to die in the winter. I just told you that. The crops die in the winter. The Celtic of the the Celtic end of the harvest of October the thirty first, which is Halloween, and called All Hallows Eve or Halloween. They resurrect every spring this is nothing but the rotation of crops by god the celebration of the spring equinox equal night and day came out of the same time of year as the hebrew passover the resurrection celebrated every year at the season at this season was not the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. It was the celebration festival of the resurrection of the male sun gods who had brought nature and their crops back to them them in the spring, which they feared they had lost through the dead of winter. Let me give you a few illustrations of which there are many, from James George Fraser's book, On the Golden Bough. I get a lot of my information from the Golden Bough. The Golden Bough was said to be the mistletoe. That's a Christmas thing, isn't it? The mistletoe was said to cause heaven and earth to kiss one another. Heaven and earth. That's why they put the kissing with the mistletoe. It was the Golden Bough. So this this is 23 volumes in my library golden bow or you can get it's twenty three volumes that I've got I get a lot of my information out of that twenty three volumes or you can get the golden bow in one volume of course you're not going to have as much information one volume but Mr. Fraser James you see Alexander Hislop, stuff. I'm not putting down Alexander Hislop. I'm defending the fact that he's this one preacher's accusing. Everything comes out of Alexander Hislop. You are an idiot, mister. You're stupid. You never have studied these things. 23 volumes or one volume, either one. He'll go into Atis. Atis comes from A-T-E-S, which is the word tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and the Atis was the was the sun god of what we call Turkey or they called Asia Minor. That's where the seven churches of Asia were. That's over in the whole world was caught up where do you think this comes from? There's the there's the The big difference, four phases, is that a swastika or not? It is. I don't believe in the swastika just as much as I don't believe in Christmas because the Christmas is swastika. What's wrong with you guys? I'm looking at the camera. What is wrong with you preachers? Are you so ignorant you can't figure any of this out? I know what it is. If you start preaching this, your church will empty. And you guys that make two hundred fifty, three hundred, four hundred thousand a year, you'll have to go get you a job selling furniture, at some furniture store, because they'll fire you in your church for saying the truth about this. I they can't afford to do it. The wolves will leave the church who support their ministry. Even a lot of the weak Christians say, "We're not going to have this." Do you think I'm so stupid I don't know that people hate this? I'm just real gutsy. God has put something into me to tell the truth. I don't care who likes it. I don't care if my wife likes it or not. I don't care if my son likes it or not. I certainly don't care if my daughter likes it and she hates it. She's 60 years old and I haven't seen her since she's 25. She hates everything I'm saying. I don't care who likes it or who don't like it. It's the truth. Are you willing to tell the truth regardless of the cost to you? I am. I'm willing to say it. Here's what James George Fraser says. The God with whose death and resurrection we have been chiefly concerned has been the tree God. But the custom of killing the God and his resurrection originated in the hunting and pastoral stage of society when the slain god was an animal that goes into totemism totem means kinfolk and they worship their kinfolks as demons demon was their ancestors that came and lived in an animal and that's why the american indian didn't if your if your totem your kinfolk was a wolf you didn't kill wolves if it's a deer, you didn't kill deers. If it's a bear, you didn't kill bears. You'd be killing your fin folks. That's why, among the Hindus, they say everything is reincarnated, including bugs, including cockroaches. Never step on a cockroach, it may be your grandmother. That's what you're worshiping, ancestor worship. In the hunting and pastoral stage of society when the slain god was an animal and survived in the agricultural stage. Fertility. The slain god would be the corn to resurrect in the spring. The corn to resurrect in the spring. The corn. It's talking about winter coming until the spring. And they blamed it on gods. Pagans were ignorant they didn't know the gospel was never extended to the pagans till acts 2 easter the goddess of spring the goddess of vegetation this is james george fraser telling you about the goddess of vegetation which was easter that's why she resurrected tammuz in the spring perhaps the best proof that adonis was a deity of vegetation especially of corn that's funny have you anybody ever seen the old movie the children of the corn they're supposed to be evil and they come out of the cornfield and it's a horror story it's a takeoff on this sun on these corn gods and the evil gods taking it down Well, that's amazing to me you see it in the movies they do more Movie directors and movie producers do more on researching a lot of these things than the preachers do. Perhaps the best proof that the Adonis was the deity of vegetation, especially of corns is furnished by the gardens of Adonis, as they were called, the various fertility gods were both male and female in different societies. They were androgynous. Androgynous is the same thing as a I've run out of time. I'll come back and finish, and try to finish this paper I did on Easter. Easter and Christmas are together. It's all the same. And it all comes out of the swastika or the Big Dipper. Well, let's pray. Father, thank you for truth. God, you know how frustrated I am after having studied and put all this information in my head, and you helped me do this by the Holy Spirit. I'm frustrated looking at preachers that are just, just ignorant, Lord. They try to sound profound and round. God, I know that most of them are probably vessels of wrath fitted to destruction. They're false teachers. They don't care what the defined truth is. I pray that you'll Lead us in the way you'd have us to go and have me to say the words you'd have me to say. Fight my battles, Lord. I can't fight anymore. I'm too tired and I'm too old. I'm wore out. We'll praise you for everything. Give you glory for everything you do, even the evil since you create evil. Lead us to your elect in Christ's name. Amen. Sometimes I don't know what to pray for because it's just crazy. The world's crazy. The preachers are nuts. This guy that's got such a, given the two babbles such a hard time, yeah, Kelly's the, never even read it. It's one of the most referenced books. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. You know, start to end the references. <laughs> the references here. are unbelievable. Yeah, incredible amount of and references. And this guy has never read it. No, you can tell. <laughs> he's never read anything. He's just dumb as a rock. well yeah, you know. Either a rock Jesus or... A... loves everybody, so he's, yeah. he's happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Rusty. Love you too, Jim. Take care. Okay. Hey Chris, how you doing? doing pretty good. Another lovely message. <laughs> A lot of stuff, wasn't it? A lot of information It's just so dumb. The preachers don't this preacher wrote this letter, he doesn't have any sense.